0: welcome to the teaching ministry of steve franklin steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of god our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of god's true champions here's steve i'd like for you to get to romans chapter 4 with me please and I will say this uh, in very little in way of review. In our eighth session on our series of financial economics, financial blessing and security from the Father. And uh, we have proven from the scriptures that it is God's desire to bless His children. He has given us a wonderful opportunity to partner with Him that partnership requires that we believe him enough to understand that there is a holy portion of all of our income, the, tenth, the, the first 10% that belongs to him. He said it's holy. We also have found out that there is a holy act of worship that is received by Jesus himself. That when we bring all our tithes, into the storehouse. Uh, And there are those who say, well, I I don't know, that's just an Old Testament uh, storehouse. Uh, I don't know about that, but I I want to just briefly uh, read a scripture for you to Pastor Timothy written by the Apostle Paul where he says in 315, how i've written these things how you ought to conduct yourself in listen in the house of god remember what god said bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house i want you to know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of god which is the church of the living god the pillar and ground of the truth what did the early church do what did the Old Covenant storehouse, house of God, what what was there? Worship, prayer, the teaching of the Word of God by called out and trained leadership. And in the New Testament church, the reception of Holy Communion, which is unfortunately bypassed by many churches today, in the fellowship of the saints generated by the Holy Spirit, Um, worship, prayer, the ministry of the Word, and uh, by called out spiritual leadership through uh, the office gifts and through spiritual leadership of elders, deacons, and others who were appointed by pastoral leadership in the church. Um, So understand this, that there are those who may have a little, and there are many, many, many multiplied, unfortunately millions, of believers now who do not have a place where they can ideally experience worship, hands-on, intercessory prayer, teaching of the Word of God by a called out man or woman of God, and the fellowship with other believers, and the corporate administration of Holy Communion. So I would say to you, if you're listening to me, and last year we had people in 50 countries listen, if that's your case, if you don't have a place where this New Testament church essentials Find an arm of the church. Find a ministry where there is, that God connects you with, where there is anointed uh, teaching or intercessory prayer or or a a place of worship. Uh, Understand that when you do that, don't delay the giving of your tithes to the Lord. Those are His. Okay? They don't belong to you. They don't belong to me or anybody else. They belong to Jesus. Yeah. belong to Jesus. But understand this, that you should also continue to pray that God would help you find that spiritual covering that you need. Where there is uh, intercessory prayer that goes on for you by spiritual leadership where there is the anointed teaching of the Word of God, and where there's called out uh, spiritual leadership, not just entertainment. So I hope you understand that the house of God, that New Testament model and the Old Testament model had those four or five elements in them uh, every time. So if you can't find that yet, Find one or two of them to partner with the Lord, and uh, he will bless that. Okay, Uh, we're sons and daughters of Abraham. We left off last week by seeing in Galatians 3. we, We found out in Deuteronomy 28 a long list of blessings and curses, blessings for the obedience to the Word of God and curses for those who would disregard the Word of God. But we found out as we closed last week in Galatians 3 that the Bible says in in that wonderful passage that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might be released to those who would believe in Jesus Christ, all who are in Christ are heirs of the promise God gave Abraham. What a blessing. What a blessing. The problem with most of us is we've never discovered what all that blessing entails. I've got hours and hours of teaching on that in our library. See Pastor Wayne or go on the website. But I want to just simply say this today. This blessing, the blessing that is in The Abrahamic blessing is received by faith. And faith means that you hear the Word of God. That is, God says something to you that connects with you in your receiver, in your spirit man, in your inner man. It connects with your spirit, the Word of God. Listen, I heard the gospel preached over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, but one day, but one day, I heard it in here. I heard it in my spirit man. And I, by, you do know that grace provides everything God is offering, but faith is the vehicle through which you get it. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. By grace, we're saved through faith. And so, that uh, is the essential. What, what happened to Adam and Eve that affected us all? God gave them these promises and gave them the authority and dominion and blessing and they chose to believe that if they obeyed God, they chose to believe that they could consume something God said is only His, is holy, that's mine. I planted this tree, it's mine. You can't eat under of that. But they chose to believe that God was withholding something good for them that they knew better than God. And so they decided to act that, uh, like they were, they were sovereign themselves. And, of course, sin passed through every person born since then, including us. Um, But understand that it's unbelief that keeps us from connecting with every promise of God. In Romans chapter 4, we see one of the greatest passages about our spiritual father, Abraham. Remember that blessing fulfilled in Jesus for us. Um, we see one of the greatest passages that give us understanding. Remember this, that God called Abraham at 75. He gave him a promise that I'm going to bless you and make you great. And you shall be a blessing to the rest of mankind. 75. 75. And the Bible says, And Abraham believed God, and God put it in his account is righteousness. Do you know all these things you're trying to do to get God's righteousness are not going into your account? You're bankrupt if you're doing that. Your righteousness have to, has to be received by faith in what Jesus has done, not what you can work yourself into. Everything grace provides is received by faith. By faith. Now, Let's look at what the Scripture says here about this, our spiritual Father, and the blessing that is ours in Christ Jesus. I want you to look there at verse 13. For the promise that he, Abraham, would be heir of the world, was not to Abraham and to his seed. Everybody say, that's me. Through the law, that is, through the Ten Commandments, but through the righteousness of faith. Because nobody's lived up to the law totally and those who think they did or do are sadly deceived. For if those who are of the law, that is those who think they are justified in God's eyes by obeying the law of God, if those who are of the law are heirs, the promise is still there for them. Faith is made void and the promise is made of no effect because the the law, that is the 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 perfect standard of God brings about wrath because none of us can live up to it. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. You don't break a law if there is no law. Therefore, listen, verse 16, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, the promise is still there for them, But also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, verse 17, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did who contrary to hope, oh, some of you need to listen to this, who contrary to natural hope that you see or feel or hear in real spiritual, godly, spirit-given hope, believed. Contrary to natural hope, in spiritual hope, he believed so that he became, notice, before you can become, you gotta, you got to hope and then you gotta believe. Understand this order. You hope, you believe, you become. It's always in that order. You have a hope in your spirit, man, of something coming to pass. You go to the promise of God and believe, and it will eventually come. Hope, faith, manifestation. Back to our passage. Contrary to hope, he believed. So that he became the father of many nations. According to what God had already told him, so shall your seed be. They're gonna be as mul- there is going to be as multiple as the stars in the heavens. And not, listen, Not verse, verse 19, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, which, as far as bearing a child's concerned, was already dead since he was about 100 years old. The mechanics don't work anymore. Nor the deadness of Sarah's wound. She was 90. But he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strengthened. He kept on getting stronger in faith. How did he do it? Giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Wow. The blessing of Abraham in every manifestation is dependent on faith, and our spiritual father has given us something to really go to school on here. Let's go back here now to verse 17. Remember what God said to Abraham, 75, I'm going to bless you and make you great. And in you all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. And listen to this, I will bless those who bless you. You know, when you go over there to the school, Sandra, Joan, God going to bless those who bless you. And he's going to take up uh, opposition to those who oppose you. I will bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. You, uh, Abraham believed and received that. Only one problem. He didn't have any children, Jake. And he was already 75. So that means that his wife was 65. And um, I know people live longer in that day, but you still got to think that's a pretty big deal. Big problem came. 86. He got to be 86. 11 years after that, And still, no deal. So his wife came to him. Sarah, her name was Sarai at that time. And uh, she said, look, I believe you were telling me the truth when you said Yahweh spoke to you. And he said that in you all the families uh, of the earth are going to be best. But look, you're 86 and I'm 76. And it ain't happening So, um, maybe we need to help God out here. Maybe we need to make this happen. And so, I'm going to give you one of my employees, and uh, let's see if she can bear this child for you. So... um, Abraham obeyed the voice of his wife. There's no indication that he fought that deal. I'm, I'm not going to go any further with that. But uh, at any rate, they birthed a man named Ishmael. Wow. Now God loved Ishmael. It wasn't his fault. He still does love Ishmael. He does. But at 86, it still wasn't happening. So get this now, 13 years later, because God told him, he said, this is not my highest and best. I'm going to give you a child that comes uh, from you and Sarah's uni- union here and uh 13 years later, um, and by the way, back at, at 86, um, Abraham was out one night trying to contemplate, what does all this mean? And uh, God said, look, I hadn't gone, on, gone uh, off my promise. Has God given you a promise about your son or your daughter or your job or your, your body or your finances? Did he give you that promise? Guess what? He hadn't changed his mind. Like Abraham, uh, you may be thinking, this is not looking good. This is getting late in the game here. I don't know if he's going to come through or not. So God was gracious enough to visit with uh, Abram, and he said, here's what I want you to do. Look up in the sky, and it on a beautiful Middle Eastern sky, we don't see that much around here. He said, all right, start counting the stars. One, two, three. Uh, I can't do that and God spoke to him and said as multiple as the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore are going to be your your descendants and it's going to come just the way I promised I don't need you to try to come up with a plan to get done what I said I was going to do did y'all hear that? And God said, I don't need you to come up with a plan to get done what I said I was going to do. 99, still hadn't happened, and God was having a visit with Abraham who by the, can you imagine, 24 years after he received the promise, still no deal. You had to hold on to a promise a long time, get some encouragement here. And so um, the Lord spoke to Abram again and he said, Abram said, you know, this, uh, there is no way, how can a man who is as good as dead as far as ability to bear children is concerned and and my wife is 90 and uh, I'm 99, vowed to be 100, how can that happen? And um, here's what God did. He said, I'm going to change your name. No longer will you be called Abram. I'm going to change your name to Abraham. What I'm going to do, Abram, if you continue to believe me, is I am going to put my name into your name. So I'm going to join Abraham, and I'm going to join Yahweh, and you're going to become Abraham. Abraham you know what Abraham means? Father of a multitude. Father of a multitude. Abram was a, a, an incredibly wealthy man, and he had all kinds of employees. Can you imagine what it was like when he went out the next day, and he said, call it a meeting of all my employees. I want you all to know something. I met with Yahweh. He's changed my name. No longer do y'all call me Abraham. I want from now on you call me father of a multitude. They all knew that there was no deal between him and Sarah. He he, he he no. Can you imagine that? Can I ask you something? Are you gonna let what other people say about you change what you believe God has told you? Are you going to let the doctor change what you believe God has told you? Are you going to believe what your family has told you instead of what God has told you? I want you to see something pretty powerful here right now because what we see here is Abram, how did he do it? How did he hold on to something? He had some weak moments. He made some messes. But how did he continue to believe God? Verse 18, without becoming weak in faith, he did not consider that word means to give full weight to his own body. He already knew he was 99, about to be 100. He didn't deny that. That was a fact. As far as bearing a child was concerned, in the natural, that was impossible. He was about 100 years old, and he didn't give full weight to the deadness of Sarah's womb. She had not been able to ever bear a child, and she was 90 years old. He, verse 20, did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strengthened. He grew strong in faith. How did he do it? Giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. So how does faith, how does when it's really hard to believe God about something, especially as it relates to a loved one or your finances or your company or your, or your body, how, why, how do you do that? When it looks like outward evidence says, no way. Let's see what Abraham did. First of all, he didn't disregard his situation. He didn't, he didn't say, no, I'm not 100. See, there's a difference in saying, I'm going to be a father of many nations because the father told me that. There's a difference in saying that and saying, I'm not 100. No, that's real. That's real. Assess the situation. Go before God. I, many, many years ago when we were walking through financial brokenness, the Lord told me something one day when we were in that broken place. And, and the Lord said, you don't even know where you are. You're going to believe me to get you out of it and you don't even know where you are. You need to find out where am I really, where am I? See, if you're going to believe God to meet all your needs according to his riches and glory, you've got to find out what you really need, don't you? It's not wrong or sinful or unbelieving to assess where you are. Abraham said, I'm 100, I'm about to be 100, my wife 90. But notice what he did next. He heard what God said, and he chose to believe it. Wow. Look at it again. Contrary to everything in the natural and everything everybody was telling him, he believed. He had an inner an inner vision, an inner, look, some of you believe, uh, you, all your natural circumstances say this is disaster. This is not gonna work. Everything you see and hear sounds bad and wrong, but there is a voice on the inside of you. It is a hope given to you by the Holy Spirit on the inside of you who is continue to say, and giving you a vision on the inside, it can be like this. Don't accept that as the final result. What you see today is not the final result. What did he do? He became the father of many nations, and how did he do it? Verse 19, he assessed the situation, but notice in verse 20, he didn't waver at the promise. Everybody say this with me. The promise of God is greater than my situation. How did he get through those days and nights where he just, whatever, he didn't give up. based All he saw and all he heard was negative and unbelieving. How did he do it? All right. He grew strong in faith. How did he do that? Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. Do you know how to give glory to God? Do you know how to give glory to God? Stand up. Say this with me. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, my Lord, I glorify your holy name. You are God of heaven and earth. All things have been put under your feet. I hereby declare that you're my king and my God and everything that I see and hear is subject to the name of Jesus. Every enemy is under the feet of Jesus. I hereby declare that I love you, Lord. I thank you for your love. I praise you for your grace. In Jesus' name. All right, now be seated. That was just a little example of giving glory to God. But now see, it's easy right here, but when everything's caving in on you, it's not so easy, is it? No. Everything he heard and saw was totally against what he believed the Spirit of God had told him. But how did he fight that? He grew strong. It's a process. You've got to grow. You don't get there just like that. You've got to grow little by little. He gave glory to God. He gave thanksgiving and praise to God. Don't wait on Sunday to do that. You're going to be a mess if you do. Give glory and honor and thanksgiving to God. Notice what he did next. Being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Take the pressure off yourself and realize that if you could make it happen, you'd already done it. Isn't that right? What he promised, he is able to perform. You are, yeah, listen, you're not the source of the power. You're not the source of the change. You are a partner with God, and sometimes He's going to lead you into a season of of prolonged uh, prayer and intercession and love and grace and strength, and sometimes in His own plan. He's going to call you to an area of, of suffering that is heartbreaking. Why? Greater intimacy with Jesus. But also understand this, that, the, that besides giving glory to God, you've got to become fully convinced that what he promised, he is able to perform. How do I become fully convinced? by reciting the promises of God to you over and over and over and over again. Do you tell yourself the truth? Jesus said, Father, thy word is truth. Are you telling yourself the truth? Do you remind yourself that you are a child of the living God? Do you remind yourself of the victory of Jesus on your behalf. Do you t- Abraham began to call himself the way God called him. Abraham, father of nations, father of nations, father of nations. No child, father of nations. No child, father of nations. 100 years old, father of nations. Wife 90, father of nations. What are you going to say to all the bad news that you hear? Abraham became convinced by continually telling himself the truth. What God had said was the truth. The power of God's Word, I love Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is full of life and power. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to grow strong in your faith, giving glory to God, Telling yourself the truth. There's one other thing that has to happen in this process, and what is that? Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6 as we close. I want to show you there's a partner of faith that is necessary because if you don't join faith with this partner, you won't see the manifestation of the promises. I love this, Hebrews 6, beginning with verse 12. Do not become lazy and sluggish. You know what that means? Don't stop giving, don't stop worshiping and praising and don't stop telling yourself the truth. Don't stop speaking the promises of God over yourself, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. How many of you know patience is the partner of faith that keeps it working. Gotta have both. And how many of you ever know that patience don't come just by saying, "God, give me patience." Patience comes by waiting. That's no fun, is it? By faith and patience, we inherit the promises. For look, verse thirteen: When God made a promise to who? Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, God swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing, not just blessing, surely blessing, I will, I will bless you. I will multiply you. And so, after he, Abraham, had patiently endured, he obtained the promise Wow, he heard the word, he believed it, he patiently waited and endured, and he received the promise. Are you all like me? You wish one of those steps weren't in there? You know which one I'm talking about too, don't you? Abraham heard the word, believed it, Gave glory to God, worshiped continually, told himself the truth, and waited on God's time. Did he make some mistakes along the way? Oh, yeah. But the end result, and and can I tell you something? God is not worried as much as you are about the bad days that you have and your little hiccups. He's looking at the long haul. Look, he believed, he worshiped, he reminded himself of the truth, and he waited on God's timing, and God brought it to pass. And we are the recipients of that blessing today in Christ Jesus. We are the recipients of it. We are sons and daughters of Abraham by faith in Christ Jesus. Get revelation of that, Galatians 3.29. I want you to bow your heads with me. And I want you to do a little business with God here. I want you to let the Lord know that you're in this for the long haul in this what, Pastor? Believe in God. Every promise of God, every provision of God's love and grace is received by faith. What has God told you? Do you believe it? Have you let the revelation of it slip because of Oh, man, just the daily grind, just because of anything, it might be routine or it might be crisis. The Lord loves you. He knows you. He's with you, and He will not withdraw His promises from you. Now, His plan may be a little different than yours. It may work out on a different timetable, but he will be faithful to his word. Would you ask the Lord to begin to speak to you what he wants to say? And when you begin to hear what God is saying, would you choose to believe that And would you give God glory and praise and thanksgiving and rehearse it and tell yourself the truth over and over? Remember what Abraham did? He knew his own body and Sarah's wife's body were not mechanically able to do what God had promised. But he believed the promise of God. And God got involved in that situation and energized that situation and gave grace to that situation so that that which was impossible to man is nothing to God. So give the Lord thanks and praise in your own inner man that he has not forgotten his promises to you. Ask the Holy Spirit, to give you love's first partner. 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. God, grant me the endurance that I need to see this promise come to pass. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray for all of these in the sound of my voice, that in hope against all natural hope in spiritual, godly hope, we will believe your promises, and that you will give us the assets that we have to have to not only believe, but to wait on your way of doing things in your timing. grant special grace to all who will hear lord and thank you that the blessing of abraham fulfilled in christ jesus in every one of its assets is ours we ask you to forgive us of our unbelief and strengthen us with faith in our inner man in jesus name well We don't meet on the last Sunday of the month. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks. God bless you. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.